Hey, this is Richard. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, Jim is not with me this week. Me, personally, I consider it uh, quite a blessing because we all know how he gets on my nerves, and I'm sure he considers it a blessing because I get on his nerves. Uh, but just in case you are offended by a certain language or the fact that it's just me recording, um, you may want to hit the stop or pause button and wait till uh, Jim returns. And uh, I am Richard. I do uh, general manage or game manage, whatever you want to call it. Um, quite a few things out here, and I'm usually the co-host with Jim. But uh, today we have a special guest in CJ Solos, her username on the Knights of the Real Discord. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about her experience with tabletop role-playing games as well as with... Something I'm personally interested in is the live-action role-play. Uh, she has a lot of experience. She's really knowledgeable. I'm trying to make sure I get all of the butter-up questions that Jim told me to say in here. Um, but, um, yeah, so CJ, uh, tell us a little bit of, about yourself. Uh, well, I've been tabletop gaming since I was a teenager, like 13, 14 years old. As uh, when I first kind of got myself into it, um, that's we're talking like first and second edition D and D. If that, that gives away my age at all, uh, <laughs> we don't. We can't do I, math here at the night, so we're not really <laughs> sure. Uh, and I've been doing uh, live action role play now for uh, thirteen years. Um. Wow. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so, a lot of gaming here. Right. So, you have a lot of fun with it, and, you know, that's what matters. Yeah, you know, it's like what we were saying before we actually started recording. You know, as long as you have fun, that's, that's what matters. So, what was, um, what was your first tabletop role-playing game? Um, it was D&D. Um, we, the game that we played was, it was a little bit of a mix of, first and second edition it was kind of at that point where second edition ad and uh was just starting to come out um, right so you played uh D 1.5 then before they started yeah, doing all- yeah essentially i got you <laughs> um so you you've uh seen this change tremendously from when you started playing to 5e now and what I personally think will be 60 within probably three or four years. You know, how much has it changed, like, in your your experience and your level of play since then? Uh, it's changed quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> Thacko gives a lot of people nightmares. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, that's probably like I guess the one thing that's kind of clung around. Like, yeah, there's people who have heard of Thacko who didn't even play. <laughs> um, uh, you know the the game has become definitely a lot more about advancing your character. Uh, back when I started, it take you a long time turn the experience. To, to level up a character. So if you're talking, you're a fifth level wizard, you know, you've been, you've been playing a while and, and working your, your butt off to earn you, that. You've earned, you've earned that level then, right? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking, it's, you know, Rangers were a prestige class back in the day. They weren't just your one of your core, core things. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you, your basic thing was your fighter, your thief, and, um, and mage. Huh. See, I didn't anything even know else, that. Anything else that you know of now or if they existed were prestige classes. So if you wanted to if you wanted to be a paladin, you had to start off as a fighter and work your way to it. So you couldn't just start off like, oh, I want to be a paladin and nope. go from there. Ah. So let me ask you this, and I told you I'd come up with more questions the more and more you talked. Um have you had to relearn it with each edition? Or is it easy just to transition into another edition? It depends on which one you're going from. Um, I totally, I, I completely skipped over 3.0. Um, by the time I hopped from one group that had just kind of drifted apart to finding new groups, uh, 3.0 had come and gone. Uh, so there was, there was a lot of differences. 3.5 was a little bit of a learning, uh, for me. But then, you know, you had 4th edition, which was kind of a monster of its own. Uh, I've heard stories about that. <laughs> it reminded me of playing an MMO, <laughs> pretty much, you know. Uh, and then 5e is, I guess, closer than fourth edition was to it, but it's it's still its own thing. Um, fifth edition is growing. kind of a weird, a weird learning experience for me because I'm used, I've gotten used to a lot of choices and uh, a variety of things that you can do. Where fifth edition is is pretty slim down and simplified so that you can just grab anybody and get them involved. Um, well, let me ask you this, then. Uh, so you played all of the editions except for 3.0. Which have you found to be your favorite? Or, or do you have a favorite? Um, I don't really have a favorite, per se. I mean, I kind of... Miss I I miss the nostalgia of, you know, first and, and second edition just because that's where I started and um, just how much more roleplay focused those games were at the time. Right. Because um, it was more, more so about the story and getting to where your character is going rather than just, you know, dungeon crawl, you know, earning the XP and getting the gold. Um yeah. Uh, three point five. Yeah, you know, I liked it. Was you know you had plenty of choices you could do. There were some things that were kind of broken about it, but um, I think I liked it a lot mostly because there were so many other games that stemmed off of it. Like I played a lot of uh, the Star Wars game that was based on the same system. Um, it. Fourth edition was alright. I mean, there was there were. I didn't really like the the daily powers and 
the like the point and click of, of abilities like I was playing World of Warcraft or something. Right. But they did have some things that I liked. You know, I liked their Paragon Path thing where you could advance into something specialized without losing still gaining things from what your base class was. Most systems, if you decide that you're going to become an Archmage, anything that you would get out of being a wizard, you you stop advancing in that. Even though you're still technically practicing being a wizard, you're just you're you're not a wizard anymore. <laughs> it's like you're um, centralizing or focusing in yeah. on, on one thing. Oh, okay. Okay, and I know you mentioned the Star Wars, and you've actually played in one of the uh, one-shots that I ran with the Star Wars 5e. Um, I think it might have been the first one that I ran, where I was inept and didn't know half of the stuff that I thought I knew. Of course, that hasn't, <laughs> that hasn't changed any, but you know, that was at least the first one-shot that I did. Um, and I, mean, I personally really like the SW5e you know, system, it's along the same lines as D&D 5e. So, you know, it's like I can take a lot of the knowledge that I know from D&D and slide it over and just put like a science fiction or a technology swing on it. You know, um... So how does, and like I said, you played in that one shot, how does it compare to the Star Wars version of the game that you play? Because I think I remember you telling me you played, um... Was it the, I, I've, uh, played all of those. I've played all of those, too. <laughs> oh, okay, I, mean, I, I won't tell you that Jim called you a nerd. I'll I'll take care of him, though, you know. <laughs> no, he, he really didn't. Um, so you played all of those then? Yeah, all the way from the first uh, Made by Weston Games when it was a, an all-D6 system. And... Uh, uh, yep, through the revised core rules, which was by Wizards of the Coast and their Saga edition. Uh, I Fantasy Flight games, I've played a little bit of theirs. There's not really a lot of people who play that around here, so it's been more of just little one-shot things that you might right. find at comic stores and stuff. Um, and then, of course, your, your 5e one-shot that you did. You know, I was in that. Right. So which one did you find was Oh, I guess the funnest or the best one that you've had that you've played in out of those. Mm, that, that's when you answer that mine, you know, that way. No, I'm just kidding. So, mostly I liked the re revised core, which is based off of the 3.5 um, D20 D&D rules. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly because I kind of liked how they handled the light side, dark side. Uh, things of the force, uh, you know, and, and playing force users and stuff. Um, right. I liked some of the things that they put into it in Saga Edition. The kind of so you're not just playing cookie cutter force users, right? Um, so, like, if 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 they somehow managed to create a system that was like three bias core rules and added some of those things, that would would be a game I would probably play a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, and speaking of that, it's made me think about the um, SW5E. And one thing I really like about it is, you know, you have the alignment, and not that you don't have that in your other games too, but it's like for every quote-unquote bad or dark thing that you do, it's like one point 
on the dark side, you know, mm-hmm. and, and eventually, you know, you can go all the way. So if you want to remain like true neutral, then you have to work your ba- way back to being in the middle, you know. I really like that because it's a lot easier to keep up with. I mean, not that I keep up with it, but the players can, you know. Um, but I think you'll, you may agree with this or, or not. I think each game, each system, whatever it is, there's something broken about each and every one of them, you know, if you, if you look at it. Yeah, and yeah just, just mainly because game design is, is a lot more challenging than people might realize. There's so much that goes into making sure something is balanced. And once you get one thing balanced, then, well, you got and then balance something, something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, believe me, I know, because um, I'm uh, working on the game, actually, and I thought, oh, this would be simple. I'll just use a D6. That's all you need. Well, you know, certain things may require you to do something else. Well, I don't want to move away from the D6, so I'll move into 2D6, you know, and it seems like there's something always changing where you have to try to to edit it out or, you know, work on it to, to fix it. But I think each system is going to have something that's broken in it, no matter what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... So, in, in all of your experience with like tabletop gaming, what has been your absolute favorite game? That, oh, that tough question, really, huh? That's a hard one because I've played so <laughs> many, and there's so many things I love. Like I used to play in a Firefly game. You know, Ooh, um, tell me about that because I've heard that, but I've never been in one where people have played it and never heard anything about it other than the name. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fun. I mean, you uh, you basically do like what you see on the show, you know. Uh, well, at least that's what we did anyway. You know, we had our own ship and we ran around and, and you know, we did jobs and had adventures with it and everything. And it was. Uh, See, I've know, never watched the show either. You know, gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really should. It's, like, it's only one season long. Um, I can handle Fox- that. Fox is dumb, uh, but no, it's, yep. <laughs> um, there's a lot of comedy to it. Uh, it, it has, you know, some good serious storylines to it, but it's not so serious where you're like, this is too much. You know, there's plenty of, of things that'll make you laugh right. um, between the character interactions and everything. I may have to look uh, and see if I can find it. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, you know, old west meets outer space. Ooh, kind of. Then yeah, I probably would really like it. I'm gonna have, um, I'm gonna have to look it up, and if it sucks, I will be sure to tell everybody that CJ recommended this and it sucked. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, so you like yeah, Firefly? Yeah, I you know I have I have books for for Stargate, uh, you know, so we we've done that a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, we never really could get that to stay stay on the ground very well, just because, well, college campus, you know, people that right. you have in your games get pretty uh, in and out as they come and go. Right. Um, I've played the GURPS system, different games in, in that system. Uh, I did a superhero. Well, it was more like an anti-superhero game. 
Oh, that's uh, not something I'd enjoy too, because I'm always going against the grain. Well, it's like uh, the whole storyline was is that uh, you know there was this uh, team of um, superhumans put together to uh, to go take care of things that people needed taken care of, and like most of us were, uh, well, you do this thing or you're just going to go to jail. <laughs> ah, so, yes, that sounds like uh, normal weekends for me, you know. <laughs> um, um, wow. So let's see. Um, and I Shadow know, Run. yeah, Shadow that was, that's where I was going to the Shadowrun because I know you used to run a session that I don't know if you still do or not. But uh, tell well, us a little no, bit about that. No, what I what, what, what I was running, I. Uh, on this server, uh, they ran through the the little story arc, and then uh, we decided to to hold off because life is full time work and full time school. Right. Uh, <laughs> People let life get in the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, trying to be a software engineer is 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 a lot of schoolwork. Yeah, um, I immediately felt like ten points dumber right now. You know, <laughs> and it's gonna immediately like exponentially get worse. Believe me. But um, Shadowrun is is like if you kind of want to play D and D, but have cybernetics and laser guns and and stuff like that. That's it's it's probably what you want to play. Uh, I've heard, like I said, I've heard about it, and I've always wanted to at least hop in on like a one shot or something of it, but uh-huh. you never can find anybody that's willing to run it. And I have enough rules of other systems in my head that there's no way I can learn another one. And to be honest, it's like you know, I would like to be a player every once in a while, you know. Right. <laughs> um, Shadow is really not too difficult. Like once you have your character made. It's just rolling the number of dice that's by your school, by your by your skill, and it, it's all d sixes. So you Ooh, know, if you I like simple, if you have a five in your pistols, you roll five d six. Ah, okay. Yeah, see, I like simple. I like to keep it and simple. It, it's a it's a, a success system, so it's not like you have to add it up. You just okay. I have. This number of fives and sixes on my dice, is that enough? Do I win? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, um, something I'd enjoy playing, you know, but you know, I just got to find somebody out there that's willing to run one. You know, yeah, like so it, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's quite post-apocalyptic. I mean, it, it's like there was a big event that happened which really shook up everything, so you have Things like the Yakuza and big corporations and everything running right. things more so than the governments. And usually the the idea of it is is the characters are mercenaries that are doing like all this, you know, corporate espionage or, you know, hacking into things. And, you know, whatever kind of trouble you decide you want to let yourself get paid for. <laughs> right. Sounds like a lighter form of like Warhammer or so, like not as grim dark as Warhammer can be, you know, depending on who's running it. Huh? Maybe I can uh, sweet talk somebody and bribe somebody and you know give all kinds of 
different platitudes and you know, <laughs> maybe get, get into one. Um, you know, if nothing else, like just to sit and listen. But then again, I could look it up on YouTube because it's kind of like Google and Amazon. It has. Oh everything. yeah, there's there's definitely. Um, I mean, there's some older ones. I don't know if there's any recent. Um streams of people's games but yeah there's there's some out there on youtube if you just you know google it on or yeah. you know search it there and i had um looked out um something called BattleTech. i thought you know because uh blind temple was saying how fun that was so i started listening to one it's like i don't know that i could play this i don't know that i have enough intelligence to play this but yeah you know. i don't have any experience with that i have a friend that used to play mech warrior I think um, it's the same thing. I'm not sure. Um, maybe close enough, but uh, and maybe we'll uh, maybe I'll look it up whenever I have. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this thing called free time. Uh, I know I hear a lot of people talking about it. I have yet to come across it in my life, especially over the past like month or so. Um, so and like I've I've talked to you um you know privately before about uh, the live action. And stuff. Uh, tell me like a lot about this. I mean, you know, because I really am interested in it, even though I live in the backwaters of Georgia. You know, I would love to, you know, try this out eventually. Yeah, well, it's basically you taking what you do at the table and you go out to some camp park somewhere and you do it for real life. <laughs> it's the simplest way to go with it um yeah there's there's different ways of playing there's some of them that are just strictly role play there isn't any there isn't a lot of physicality to it um right. uh, like if you get your, your white wolf games like vampire and werewolf and stuff like that mm-hmm. um they're usually just they're they're what they call parlor large so it's all role play anything that has to be resolved they they it's rock, paper, scissor, and you compare character sheets. Oh, that's pretty um, difficult right there. It's, yeah, I, it's not my cup of tea in the realm of LARPs. Right. Um, but uh, what, mostly what I do is, is what they call boffer LARPs, where, you know, you use foam weapons and, you know, you go chase down monsters or, you know, whatever. And, and you fight things. <laughs> you actually fight things. Um, I've now you, mostly, now you got me really, really interested. I can hit somebody with a foam weapon. Yes, and it's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going up uh, to Canada, Jim. I'm going to hit you with a foam axe. Just letting him know. Um, so, um go ahead, go ahead. It, it's. <laughs> I I kind of really got into it in in, in part. Um, because finding people who would just want to spar with me was hard. Because I guess I, I get a little bit on the aggressive side. Uh, I'm competitive. Uh, uh-huh. So people are like, eh, yeah, nah, that's, that's done. Um, but like, yeah, everybody comes here for it. So it's like, let's do it. So, so let me get this right. That's why you told me that... Uh, you wanted me to come down there and and get get in on the live action, so you could hit me in the head with a foam hammer. <laughs> I nah. understand it now. Oh <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm just picking at you. Um, no, 
not really. No, really, it's so with my blindness, I've always been very trailblazing about it. You know, right. I I want to do the things that I want to do, and I've seen so much where people are unfortunately settle on the fact that they've been sold told so much that they can't do something exactly because they can't see and i'm like no you know that's that's not true i'm going to drag somebody out now and we're gonna do this thing <laughs> oh yeah um, um th that's one thing and I, I believe we'll agree on that that you are the one that puts limits on yourself exactly you, you know i mean um, Sure, yeah. I'm not gonna go out on the highway and drive a car. <laughs> you uh, know? I, I did. I did that on a dirt road one time, but that's a totally different story and not for a podcast where kids may hear. Right, what but not, you know, so I know is. there are really things that I just I can't do because I can't see. But like, right. you know, something like with the, you know the live action role play. You know, a lot of that is. You get out of it, you know, what you make of it and what you put into it. So, you know, you just find a way that works for you and that's fun for you. And, that, you know, that's all you got to do. Right. Um, well, let me ask you this. Uh, with um, your level of blindness, and I'll use the term blindness because, you know, you did and that's how I feel. I'm not visually impaired. I'm blind as a bat. Um. How how do you uh, play like the live action role play? Like um, if, if you go into a battle, how how do you battle someone? I pay attention to all my other senses. Um, <laughs> right. Well, actually, so it, it's it's kind of a funny thing because it it confuses some people. Mm -hmm. um, so you're like the real life daredevil. Okay, so we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, I, I kind of approaching <laughs> to that. So, um, it it was recently. It's it, I mean, I guess recently is relative because it was pre-pandemic. Um, right. There, there was an encounter that everyone was going on. So, so, so okay, I'll back up a little bit. So, with live action role play. It's very cooperative. So. You have a character that you play and you go adventure as and do all this stuff, but everybody takes a turn spending some time playing NPCs. Okay. So, you know, you might be doing one or the other thing. It's all it's all fun. You know, playing NPCs, you get to go do all kinds of stuff. So, um, but this one that I, I decided I was going to go, you know, I was going to go NPC on because, uh, you know, I had... Hadn't done any yet. Um, and they were like, well, you know, it's going to be a bunch of these, like, um, automated robot gun things that are flying around shooting people. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's fine. I don't have to uh, shoot the actual Nerf bullets. I can just um, throw the little birdseed packets that are like the alternative, right? Uh -huh. And... Uh, Oh, no, I They're like, the hey, if, if, if you're sure. And, <laughs> they, and that, like, none of the players want me to do that again. 
<laughs> just because of I was more accurate than the people who could see shooting the Nerf bullets. <laughs> really? Jim, I'm coming up to Canada with a Nerf gun and bullets and birdseed. Um, that is really, really interesting. Now, I know, like, me and Jim, we have, like, hearing problems, too. Um, mm-hmm. I only have, like, the one good ear because uh, of the damage and all. But, I mean, I can see, like, sitting there, like, listening to it, you know, or our form of, quote-unquote, watching it. You know, I think it'd be a lot of fun because I did watch the... um links that you had sent me on youtube and it's like oh that sounds so fun and what yeah the games that i play in aren't quite that huge but um yeah it's fun you don't have to always just do the combat i mean some people show up and you know they'll decide that they're just they're just gonna be the bartender you know um (laughs) <laughs> can he have a nerf uh, gun with bullets too though i mean that's just that's just what i want so i can shoot people with it you know <laughs> um but it sounds like it would be a ton of fun you know it's like bringing D to real life or bringing you know something like that to real life you know something yeah. you could really uh i'm trying to think of the intelligent word here and we all know that i have trouble with that like you could immerse yourself in it. Yeah, and you know, and if you have other creative, you know, outlets that kind of it, it opens those doors for you too. Because I mean, sure, you're basically doing this improv theater acting stuff, but then you know, there's costuming. So if you like to do stuff like that, creating costumes lets you do that. If you like telling stories, you know, you you can write story ideas and submit them to the people who run the game and sometimes they run with it. Um, oh, that's really cool. Now, the costumes you know. really have me interested, too. Because I can just imagine, like, some of the costumes that people would wear, you know. Yeah, you know, building the props. You know, people make their own weapons and and everything, so it's... Huh. You know. Sounds like it can... I'm not like saying this in a bad way. It sounds like you can put as much into it as you want to get out of it. Like you said earlier, like if you want to spend a thousand dollars, you know, in like one session, you could. But you know, if you want to spend just a bare minimum, you could get the same amount out of it. Oh yeah, and like people, some people are a lot better at it than I am. Uh, you know, they could just run out to the thrift store and find everything they need and. They look right. really awesome. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, all you got to say is, yeah, this is my, uh, you know, 37th century cast iron armor that's lightweight. Well, no, that's <laughs> a uh, t-shirt with a hole in it. Not to me. Yeah. Not, you know, <laughs> uh, it sounds like it is a ton of fun. And kind of like um, here where we have a community, it sounds like it's quite the community there, too, where people... Will you know help you out, look out for you, you know, um, make things where you know everybody can have fun, not just those without disabilities. If that makes sense. Yeah, and and the games that I particularly play in right now, they're they're trying to be very receptive to involving people, regardless of you know what their demographic is, and right. You know, I mean, there's you still run into some things sometimes that are just kind of like, 
you know, what the heck, but um, that's why I think it's such a good thing, like, if more people got involved, it kind of exposes people more to it, and then so they're not so shocked by it and not knowing what to do. Um, wow. I, there, there was one, um, LARP that I went to and they had a game up in Northern California and I was just doing my thing as I usually do with my character and everything. I didn't really notice anything particularly odd. Um, but that Saturday and, you know, late morning, perhaps one of the, uh, the game marshals come up to me and, uh, she asks me if I'm okay with fighting. I don't remember exactly how she worded it, but I was kind of, it, it, the question confused me. I was very puzzled. Uh, and I was just like, well, you know, I mean, if something's going to, comes up and attacks me, I'm, I'm going to attack back. Right. <laughs> you know? That's only the logical response, right? <laughs> yeah, you'll know me, you know. <laughs> but no, but, but I found out that, that the, the, the players that were being NPCs and the monsters and whatnot, they were actually avoiding me because they didn't know. They didn't know what to do. Right. Like, they didn't know if it was okay to come up and attack me or not. I'm like, oh no, uh-uh. <laughs> it's like, don't bring it on. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> you won't want to again. I promise you. Uh, and, uh, and, and, yes. and I'm sure you find that a lot, and yeah, you know, that's part of the reason that we're doing the Everyone Games event. It's because people don't know, you know, and it's not. I won't say this that they're not afraid to ask questions, but they're so worried about offending, you know. And me personally, I'm come up to me, ask me, you know. Don't just like stand there and stare at me and let me figure out you're standing there staring at me because then I will have a good time. Believe me, you know. But just just ask if you don't know. Ask is is how I feel. Yeah, and that's that's what I have. I've always told people I'd rather you ask me a question and me explain something than you just decide on your own and spread something wrong or insulting right you know, I, I'd prefer to educate people if I can well I try to but most everybody has a higher education than I do so <laughs> um, but yeah no it's it's, it's fun I, I early on when I first started LARPing um, there was a guy who took over the game uh, eventually he took it over, but uh, when he first came on to help run it, uh, people told him uh, you know, that I was visually impaired, and he didn't believe them. <laughs> really? Just oh, yeah. because he saw me out there fighting and, like, throwing projectiles at people and hitting them. He was like, there's no way. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely <laughs> he thought I was, like, screwing with him. <laughs> <laughs> You know, my friends say the same thing about me, you know, but I think you need to change your name to Daredevil, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. I know uh, you probably want to go to bed and get some rest or at least rest. Um, I do appreciate you, 
you know, coming on the podcast, and I would love to have you back again because I, I I just got this feeling there's a ton of uh, ton of stories there that um, is our own version of uh, Unearthed Arcana, is that we're going to call it like Unearthed CJ. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, lots of stories. <laughs> um, we would love to have you back, and if Jim doesn't want to have you back, I'll hit him with a foam pellet and a uh, styrofoam okay. axe. And um, okay, but yeah, um, really, really appreciate it, CJ. Thank you so much for you know coming on here and uh, for you know telling us your experience. And um, is there anything that you'd like to say before uh, we close out? Uh, no, nothing really else. I mean, people can always ask me questions if they want to know. Um, you know, we got a, a, a fresh group of people who come down from Georgia, uh, to play our game. So, you know, if ever you need a way down. I'm kind of scared now since, you know, you're out there hitting people and stuff, (laughs) you know. I might come down there with my hockey helmet, hockey pads, and you know, <laughs> and make sure that uh, I definitely don't get hurt. But um, again, hey, well, they would just consider you well armored. That's all. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, real quick before we leave, or before I send the recording bot out, um, do you have any book recommendations? We usually ask our guests, and Jim and I talk about books. That do you have any uh, recommendations that you enjoy reading? Well, uh, Dresden Files series is a favorite of mine. Yes, um, they are. Harry Dresden is awesome. I I, I, I like all his stuff. Um, uh, let's see what else have I read that was nice. Um, there is another series that I've read that I can't remember the name of it now that I've listened to that was. Uh, Kind of one of those me. urban fantasy series. Um, ah, gotcha. That I like them. Um, I, I've heard about them. I think I've read like one or two, but I can't remember the names of them. Yeah, but they are pretty good, and, and it bothers me whenever I can't remember a name of something. Yeah, I know. I'm just terrible with that stuff. But like, give me a string of numbers, and I can remember that forever. Oh, but I like, I can't book titles and Google titles and. Actors and that nah, I can't know. Uh, this stuff just does not stick in my brain. <laughs> I understand. See, nothing sticks in my brain, but it, it's okay. You know, eventually I will put some like sticky goo in there, and it will all stay. <laughs> but, one day, uh, right? Yeah, one day. Like I said, again, I do appreciate it, and um, we will definitely have you back one day. And I'm gonna send the bot out, and we'll talk with you all later. <laughs>